Welcome to episode 12 of the Recording Story Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Newcomb. Thanks so much for checking out this podcast. I'm super excited to be hanging out with you today. And uh, I've actually got, this is a really uh, special episode that I've wanted to do for a while. So um, even though I'm only 12 episodes in, but uh, it's just been on my mind and uh, I think it's an important one. And so this episode is all about questions and specifically questions surrounding um, when you, after you write a song, questions you need to ask yourself after you finish writing a song and then questions you need to ask yourself when you're in the recording process and also questions uh, for after the recording process. And uh, the power of asking quality questions is an incredibly important skill to have. Um, I, I love the quote. I think it's uh, from Anthony Robbins, Tony Robbins. Um, he says, the quality of your life is a direct reflection of the quality of the questions you're asking yourself. That's a powerful quote. And, and it comes down to, so not just questions, but quality questions. And quality questions allow for um, people to find answers that were previously eluding them. Um, so they help uncover things and they help get to the core of things. So the power of asking quality questions is super important when it comes to everything in life, but we're going to talk about it obviously specifically when it comes to songwriting and recording. And so you can take Tony Robbins quote and say the quality of your song is a direct reflection of the quality of the questions you're asking yourself. We're going to talk about the five questions you want to ask yourself when you finish writing a song and then five questions you want to ask yourself when you're in when you're recording your song. So these 10 questions uh, that you want to ask yourself, there, there could be more, there could be, you can ask yourself, obviously, more questions, but I feel like these are important ones that you definitely want to um, ask yourself, be honest about, and, uh, and they will help you in your decision making when it comes to, you know, after you finish writing a song, depending on how you answer these questions will determine whether you're going to record the song or not. Um, maybe, yeah, you just, after you've gone through and asked yourself these questions, uh, maybe, you, oh man, I got, I got to, maybe I should write some more songs and, and maybe I've got some more work to do on this song before I move forward with it. So it just, these are going to help you uh, gauge where, what the next move is for you. So all right. So first off, so we've got the five questions that you want to ask yourself after you've written a song. So you've you got your song, it's done. You Whether you've written it with other people or by yourself, doesn't matter. Um, so the first question you want to ask yourself is, is my song compelling? And the definition of compelling, if you look it up, is evoking interest, attention, or admiration in a powerfully irresistible way. Now, you can look at the way that you feel about the song um, after you finish writing it, or even think about when you're in the process of writing it and you're writing down lyrics and you're singing it through and maybe you're with your co-writers or, or whatever, and you can you can just gauge the level of excitement in the room with everybody or just with yourself. And if 
there is a level of excitement, a level, a level of like just energy, or there's a wow, you know, we're on to something here. This is really something. This is something special. Then, yeah, your song might be compelling because if you've written a number of songs, you know, when you've written a song that's like okay, you know, you you finish writing, and and there's there's a level of excitement to when you finish a song. You're kind of you're you feel accomplished. Like, hey, you know, we. We got through it. We it, It's all together and it's something we can sing front to back and it's technically a, a complete, you know, song, but it's just okay. It's, uh, it's just nothing special. And, but other times there's like, no, this is special. There's something really different about this song. And I'm just really excited to show other people. I'm so proud of what we just did. Be aware of that. So when you ask yourself, is my song compelling? Meaning, is it evoking interest, attention, or admiration in a powerfully irresistible way? Great question to ask yourself right off the hop. Okay, question number two. Will the song stand up stripped down without fancy production? So this is a question that I think a lot of people writing songs kind of think of their songs like, oh, when it gets produced, once, once I get in the studio, it'll be cool then. It'll, it'll really um, become special then. And, and yes, that, that can be true. But you really ultimately want your song to be great with just either a piano and a vocal or acoustic guitar and a vocal. You know, they call it the, the campfire test with your song, with, meaning just if you're sitting around a campfire with acoustic guitar and you sing your song, is it good in that setting? And it needs to pass that test. So that is a simple question, but but really think about it. Like if I had nothing to hide behind and it was just my voice and a guitar or a piano, would my song still stand up? So important question to ask. All right. Question number three. Is the overall message and feel of my song clear? And this is something that I see fairly often with songs where um, there's just some conflicting um, lyrics and throughout a song um, so that there's not a sort of linear message or feel to the song um, overall. So that's something that uh, as a listener, if you're just a listener enjoying the song or trying to enjoy the song, um, things have to be very clear for for people so they can just quickly understand what it is you're trying to get across if it's a song about heartache loss love um tragedy whatever um just is the message of the song clear from front to back so if you were to play your song for uh like a complete stranger would they get it at the first listen or would they even get it when they're halfway through the song what the song is really about um that's a good way to think about it. Just if I played this for someone that's never heard this before, are they going to understand it quickly within one listen? Or at the end, are they going to go, um, were you trying to say this? Or I wasn't really sure where you're getting at in the bridge and kind of confusing here. Like just you want the overall message and feeling to be clear as day. All right, moving on to question number four. And this is a tough question to ask yourself, but it's, am I being honest with myself about how good my song really is? And this is one of those questions that you want to 
not be too quick to answer. You want to pause and then answer the question. So am I being honest with how with myself about how good my song really is? Because it's so easy to, because we put time into it, and because maybe it's a song that's very, uh, very near and dear to our heart as far as the lyrics go. Like maybe it's a, it's you've gone through something crazy and you want to write a song about it. So you put the time into it and you put and you put the song together, and it's now your baby and it's very precious to you. But maybe it's just not a good song. Maybe it just hasn't coagulated into a quality song that other people might want to listen to. And that's okay. Uh, It doesn't mean that it couldn't be fixed or you just couldn't try again and write a different song or whatever. But we need to be honest with ourselves. I've had to do it. I've had my heart crushed when I wrote, uh, when I've written songs and uh, they were from the heart, but uh, you know, after getting some feedback, you know, it's like, ah, that's, that's maybe you should uh, try again. <laughs> so that's a way you can answer that question. If you're finding it hard to be objective about how good your song is, then just show it to other people, engage some reactions and get some feedback. Feedback is invaluable when you're creating music. Uh, it's, and the shorter the feedback loop, the better. So you don't want to write a song, think that it's good, go through the process of getting it produced and recorded and all this stuff, then show it to people and get feedback that like, oh, that's, that song's not very good. Maybe you shouldn't have recorded it. And so uh, so get, get feedback from people as early on in the process. So after you've done writing a song, Show it to show it to a few trusted friends or family or uh, other songwriters, other artists, and get some honest feedback on it. It's invaluable. I can't stress that enough. And you, you might not like some of the feedback, but again, it's necessary and is helpful in the end. It's very helpful. So, okay, moving on to question number five: Is there any room for improvement? So. Just because you've written out a full song and you've done, you know, all the lyrics are there and everything seems to be working and maybe you love it. Maybe you don't really think you need to change anything, but take some time away. Maybe take a couple of days away from it. Come back to it and look for any possible holes. And when you spend time away from a song, when you come back to it, the holes become obvious. So the weak spots become more clear when you've had a little time away. So you'll notice when, you know, you've just got a part of the song where the melody gets a little boring or basic or whatever. And, or if a lyric is a little weak and could be better. Um, so a break from the song is healthy and will help you see where you can fix things and ultimately just make the song better. Okay, so yeah, those are the five questions you want to ask yourself after you've written a song. And so I'll go back to them again. So number one being, is my song compelling? Number two, will the song stand up, stripped down, without fancy production? Number three is, is the overall message or feel of the song clear? Number four, am I being honest with myself about how good my song really is? And number five is, is there any room for improvement? Okay, so after you've asked yourself those questions and you're like, yeah, my song is great. It's good to go. It passes all the tests. And so I'm going to get it recorded or produced. Um, So here are five questions that you want to ask yourself while you're in the recording process. Okay, so number one, and it's 
not really a question. That's more of a statement. But the song is king. So back in episode 11 uh, with Ola Kiermatch, she talked about a song that she wrote that uh, where she exercised that principle. So she took a song that uh, that she had written and fully written it. We had recorded it. And uh, after getting feedback um, and really harsh feedback, she said, okay, the song is king. What am I going to do to make this song the best that it can possibly be. So she brought in other writers to help her with the lyrics to fix them. And she just stuck with that. The song is king mentality throughout the whole process until it was done and was fixed and it was great. And so instead of getting, um, she said she just surrendered to that idea. The song is king. I'm going to serve the song. So while you're recording, then just keep that in the forefront of your mind. And, you know, if you're sensitive enough, the song will also tell you what to do. And here's a kind of a quick story about that. Um, Recently, I was doing a new track with uh, Tennyson Wolf and Gavin of Tennyson Wolf was uh, on the podcast back in episode four, if you remember. So Gavin was uh we were had laid down his uh, guitars and the song is based off an acoustic guitar so um we wanted to get some drums on it so i hopped in on the drum kit and i was going through the song just kind of figuring out where the drums were going to fit in and and um so i as i was going through we got to the last uh section of the song which is um it kind of finishes off on like a verse and I stopped playing. It didn't play for the whole like last bit of the song. It was quite a long chunk. And so I talked to Gavin after the take and said, uh, I, I said, I, I just don't think that I should play in that last section. And uh, he goes, funny, you read my mind. I, I didn't picture it with drums at the end. I felt like it should be just um, without drums. And so it was like, so the song is, was telling us what needed to be done and what actually, in that case, what shouldn't be done. So, um, yeah, so just if you're sensitive, the song will dictate what uh, you need to do. So keep that at the top of mind as you're recording. Okay, now question number two. And again, it's less of a question, more of a, something to think about. And all right, so you want to stay in the emotion or headspace you were in when the song was written. So meaning that like when you were writing and you had, and it was exciting, like you wrote the song and it's like, it feels great. And you're, and you're like, wow, this is something, this is something special. I'm like really vibing with this. Um, Try and get yourself into that place emotionally as you're tracking and uh, as much as possible. It's, it's, it's a skill for sure to kind of be able to do that, but it's something that will, as you're, as you're tracking and you're putting layers in, if you can kind of get yourself to feel that original motion, it'll just inform all the playing. It'll inform all the parts. And because at the end of the day, all we're ever trying to do with a song is to get people to feel things. Never forget that. That's the only thing that we are trying to do. So when you wrote the song, you had a feeling the song made you feel something and you got excited about that feeling, whether it was like, whether it was even a sad song or a happy song, it doesn't matter. It made you feel. And so whatever that feeling was while you're recording, you need to be able to 
basically re-engineer that and re-manufacture that feeling so that you can put it into the tracking. You can put, if you're tracking guitar, you're tracking the drums, or especially when you're doing the vocals, you need to bring that energy and that emotion in the recording session. So it's something that is easy to forget about. And it's because a lot of times after you've written a song, it's there's a chunk of time uh, before you actually record it. So you forget about that emotion. But do the best you can to bring yourself back into that headspace when you wrote the song and bring that to the recording sessions. Super important. It will make for a, an amazing recording if you can pull that off. Okay, so... On to question number three. And <laughs> again, it's not so much a question more than it's just something to think about. And uh, it's less is more. So I talked about this on the uh, episode where I talked about Aaron Pachka and his songs and how um, his tracks sound huge. And but there's, I talked about how there's not a lot of layers of tracks in his songs. So the idea is that you do more with less. So when you are tracking, say, a guitar part, make the most out of that sound and that part so that you're not thinking, okay, well, I'm going to lay this this idea down, but uh, it'll be better once I get this other guitar part layered with it. And, and then another part will kind of complete it more and whatever. It's like, it goes back to the whole feeling thing. So all we're ever trying to do is to get people for, for people to feel things. So if you're when you're tracking anything, if it's guitar, that guitar part is supposed to convey an emotion and a feeling. So try and get the emotion across in one guitar part. There's nothing that says that you need 10 guitar layers all doing different things to for it to feel a certain way. You can create a great feeling with one part played beautifully. So don't forget that. It's just the feeling. So it just it's all about how things feel. So when you when you get into layering and layering and layering parts, um, you also run into issues of masking where you end up masking parts or masking each other they're almost canceling th- themselves out by being by there being just too much like people can only a listener can only focus on so many things at one time and really what they're focusing on is the vocal so your parts all have to enhance and leave space for the vocal and enhance the emotion anything beyond that is just overkill and is actually ruining your recording in your song so don't forget that when you're recording very important is to stay on point, stay with the emotion of the song, and um, and in order to do that, less is more is a great um, sort of thing to to operate by, and that leads us into our next question, question number four, and it's is each part you're recording enhancing the emotion of the song? And here's like an easy way you can test this out and answer this question. Uh, after you've recorded a part, say you're layering in some lead guitar or a piano or whatever instrument, uh, after it's recorded, uh, listen to it back and then mute it and listen. And is it is the song now missing that part? Was it feeling better with it in there, or is it actually better without it? Is it, was it, did he actually kind of like go backwards by adding this lead guitar part or whatever? So 
that's a good that's a good way to test. Just mute mute things and 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 do that throughout the recording process. Just take take parts and mute them, and just go okay. No, hey, well, starting to feel better. Like after I muted like those five guitar layers, like why did we do that? <laughs> uh, you know, so that's a good way to kind of answer that question. And you know, even try this. Try when you're done tracking everything for your song. Try just muting everything except for the vocal and the main instrument, whatever that might be, if it's a piano or guitar or whatever, um, and see if maybe the song just needs to be that. And maybe by putting drums and everything else in it, you've actually gotten away from what the song is all about and what it's trying to say. Or maybe it'll confirm that you were right all along and everything, all the decisions you've made and tracks you've put in have been the right ones. And so, hey, now you know. Now you know you've 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 executed properly with everything and you're on the right track. So something to think about. All right, so on to question number five. At the end of the recording, are you a fan of the song? And would you listen to it over and over again? Um, and that's it's a weird one for us as like music makers is that it, we think it's weird to be a fan of our own music to listen to our own music we think by listening to our own music other people look at it it's like wow you're why do you you know you must be really into yourself why do you listen to your own songs and but we should we should like finish recordings and, and albums and be playing them all the time like if we expect other people to listen to our songs on repeat um but we don't then it's kind of crazy so really think about this at the end of the song when you're listening back to a final mix or master like man Am I a fan of this? Is this something that I uh, would really listen to a lot? Because really, you have a you have a taste, obviously, uh, for music, and your taste then influences the kind of music that you make. And so, if you like what you have recorded, the song you've written, the song you've recorded, then chances are other people out there have the same or similar taste that you do. So if they hear it, they will be into it as well. And so that's where like you have artists that have, you know, huge fan bases and just like a, a tons of, of people love their music because they have good taste. The artist has good taste. And so and they're making music that is to their taste. And so and it just so happens that a lot of other people have the same taste or similar tastes. So and that even goes for like really obscure music out there like folktronica and glitch hop and like baby metal like there's that's a specific taste but there are definitely a lot of people out there that like those obscure kinds of music so it's an important question so ask yourself would i be a fan of this music am i a fan of what i've just finished and hopefully the answer is yes <laughs> okay so let's go back over those five questions or things you want to think about while you're in the recording process so Number one, the most important one is the song is king. If you keep that in mind, it'll inform everything you do in the recording process. And um, number two is uh, do your best to stay in the emotion or the headspace you were in when you when the song was written, uh, when it was exciting, new, and when the feeling was strong. Do the best you can to get yourself into that place emotionally 
when you're recording. It will help. It'll especially help with vocals. It'll it'll just uh, again inform the parts that you're going to play, and it'll it'll let you know if things aren't feeling like they should, if it's not lining up with what the song is all about. So that's very important. Okay. So and then number three is less is more. So try to do more with less. It's very simple. Yeah. Do more with less. Number four um, is each part you're recording enhancing the emotion of the song. And number five is at the end of the recording, at the end of the day, are you a fan of the music you've created? And would you listen to it over and over again? Would you share it with friends? Would you really be like, hey, like you got to hear this song and you're going to love it? Are you enthusiastic about it? Do you feel excited by it? And do you want to share it? It's really important to ask that question. And that's it. All right. So again, this episode I really wanted to do because I am all about asking questions and trying to ask good questions. And uh, like, again, going back to the Tony Robbins quote, the quality of your life is is a direct reflection of the quality of the questions you're asking yourself. And you can replace the word life with your song or your music. And uh, I'm telling you, it will help you make better music. And that's what it's all about. It's what we're here for. It's what it's what uh, I feel like as music creators is our duty while we're on this planet is to create the best art and the best music for the world. So thank you again so much for checking out this episode and this podcast. I so, so appreciate it. You spending your time with me and uh, I'm just loving, 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 loving doing this. And I'm going to keep doing it for as long as I can. Put out an episode every Friday at 6 a.m. That's uh, Eastern Standard Time. And um, yeah, it's just been a blast. And uh, the feedback has been amazing. The reviews that, that people have left have been so nice and so appreciated. Thank you for spending the time on, on leaving a review on iTunes. And uh, if you haven't left a review, if you haven't subscribed, that would be amazing. Subscribe on iTunes, um, uh, Spotify, Google Play. And just another quick reminder about the giveaway that I'm doing. It is three songs. I'm giving away three songs that are will be fully produced, mixed, and mastered by me. And uh, it's really simple to enter. All you got to do is go to on iTunes. All you got to do is submit a review um, for the podcast, screenshot your review, email that to me at adam at newcomstudios.ca. That's adam at n-e-w-c-o-m-b studios.ca. Uh, so email the screen uh, screenshot of your um, review and send me three songs that you would want to record. And uh, I'm going to go through all the submissions and I'll pick a winner at the end of February. Uh, That's February the 28th. That's Friday. And uh, I'll announce a winner. And yeah, three songs. It's going to be great. Uh, A lot of people are excited about it. And I'm excited about it. It's going to be great. All right. So until next time, get out there and make some great music. Music.